You're listening to Shenanigans, the podcast. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome back to the next installment of the Shenanigans podcast. For those of you that are listening for the first time, hello and welcome, and a massive thank you for getting on board. Uh, Also, for anyone who joined any of the social media avenues, whether it was Facebook or Twitter or Instagram in recent days, thank you so much again. Uh, I really want to get in touch. I want to really have a conversation with you. Send me some DMs, uh, put some posts on the the main profile pages. Uh, Let us know what you're thinking, what you'd like to see in the podcast. Uh, Yeah, just get in touch because I'd really love to see it. It's uh, been a challenging start for me uh, being my second week back in the real world, uh, coming out of isolation. Uh, My body's, I guess, started to realize that this is the new world, the new habit, whatever it might be. Uh, That being the case, though, I do want to say and be very sensible because I don't want to be insensitive. But uh, I don't take for granted, though, that I do have a job. I'm very grateful and very fortunate in that respect. My heart does go out to everybody uh, that's you know been adversely affected with COVID nineteen, whether it's you know you've lost your job or uh, you've got less hours or you know your health has declined or sadly anyone who has unfortunately uh, been involved with someone who has lost their lives through this crisis. It's uh, it's very devastating worldwide. So uh, yeah, my heart goes out to anybody uh, adversely affected. Thank you, though, uh, to those who did tune into the last episode uh, when it came to my binge session on normal people. If you haven't watched the show yet and you're feeling a bit hesitant to listen to my podcast episode as a result, check out the first two segments in that episode. I make it very clear uh, that I kept those areas spoiler free. And from that point, you can kind of decide if you want to watch it or not. Sound off in the socials, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Tell me what you thought of the show, whether you watched it or whether you're planning on watching it or you've seen some of it. Let me know. Send us a send us message in the socials. Uh, this current episode topic ASMR. So we're talking the fourth uh, topic or the fourth episode. Uh, ASMR itself might be a mystery to a lot of you. Totally fair enough. And this episode will hopefully make that clear. Um, hopefully clear up the the misconceptions and all that kind of stuff about what it actually is. I did hint about this in my second episode on mental health, and I gave some really brief examples on what it actually is. If you want to know more, please follow the next segments and you'll hear all about it. See you then. Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response, or ASMR for short. Uh, it's a tingler reaction. So uh, it's kind of described as uh, the, the tingles that you might feel from the, the base of your neck through your spine area. And it's... The tingle reaction is usually to audio or visual sensory actions or, as they're commonly known, triggers. Uh, And that's within the ASMR community. They tend to use that phrase um, because it actually is a community of its own. But the question is, what does that actually mean? In the most basic form, if you're exposed to one of the triggers, uh, like um, objects being tapped uh, with your fingernails or whatever it might be, and you're susceptible or receptive to these triggers... Uh, you may experience a feeling like the shiver or the the tingle feeling on your spine. It might even just give you some kind of a base level euphoric general calm as a result. So it does have varying results depending on what the actual trigger or sensory thing is versus the response that you get or that you give to that trigger. Uh, Not everyone feels these effects for ASMR behaviors and those who are affected are not necessarily affected by all actions and triggers. Uh, So it could be a varied mix. 
Uh, me, for example, I respond to a lot of the generally common known triggers, which again, we'll be talking about quite a lot of them. Uh, but there are definitely some that do nothing for me as a general standard. But additionally, what worked for me today, in a week's time, I might watch a similar or the same video again, and I'll realize that I don't feel the same effect. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's because I'm desensitized to that sense or whatever it might be. It might just be the way that my body is reacting to it because uh, I could watch one particular video, which I have in some cases, I could watch that on repeat or I could watch it in a playlist where it's repeated constantly over a period of time, mixed in with other videos, and I'll always get the same response. So it is really varied. And I guess for me personally, that's kind of the exciting part about ASMR because it does feel like it's a different experience every time. Uh, so it's not just the same reaction. It's not like when you watch a movie and you know how it's going to end and therefore you don't get the same shock response to it or whatever it might be. For this, it can vary and be uh, almost like a new experience every time for me. Uh, a lot of people, uh, myself included, we use it as a means to calm down. Uh, in my case, I use it to uh, get help with, you know, getting back to sleep or getting to sleep if I'm feeling that my brain's heavily overreactive at the time. Uh, so yeah, it, it's definitely got a, a very soothing effect for me. And as you're going to hear, I guess, through the next segments, uh, there's going to be some examples and me discussing what things constitute triggers. And I'll even talk about some of the, I guess, weird elements of ASMR. So I'll kind of do, do a bit of a deep dive in a brief format. Uh, so yeah, if you want to hear what constitutes ASMR and hear some examples, follow on to the next segment. Thank you for being curious enough to stick around for this segment. Uh, for those of you that don't know anything about ASMR, hopefully this will shed some light any further. Um, and hopefully you're not going to be weirded out in some cases, but I'll, you'll know what I mean when we get there. Um, for those of you that do know what ASMR is and you're just listening to this because A, you're supporting the podcast or you just want to know what I have to say, thank you for sticking around as well. It's so appreciated. Um, this segment, I guess, is going to be just what constitutes ASMR. What is it that mean? What does it mean to have ASMR content, or what is something that's considered ASMR? And in my own experience, because I can only talk about my own exposure to it, um, I recall back in 2017. I'm pretty sure it was in a meme, um, just to show you kind of how it wasn't really known what it actually was. Um, I saw a meme uh, or a video of a, in a meme form of a woman in 2017 eating a pickle, a dill pickle from a jar with a fork stabbed into it, just eating it over, um, showing her camera, eating it in front of a microphone. And she was chewing as close to the microphone as she could because every time she took a bite, she wanted that crunch to be a real high impact. Um, and like me at the time, I saw it as just this hilarious thing. Why is this woman filming herself eating a pickle um, on a camera with a microphone? What is she doing? Um, and <laughs> yeah, it was very strange to me and I dismissed it for that kind of mindset. But it gained such a cult following in the meme world. There were so many memes I saw about it. People were parodying it. People were you know, superimposing something onto the pickle, um, you know, whether it was funny or crude. Um, yeah, it just got such attention at the time and not a lot of people knew what ASMR meant. Uh, so I'll link the video just for your own curiosity in case you never saw this. I'll link it on my socials. Uh, so after the, um, after the actual upload of the episode, I'll link these as a follow-up to it. And um, if you want to find her on YouTube, her handle is ASMR. So ASMR, or one word. The Chew, so T-H-E, Chew, C-H-E-W, all one word. So just search her up for that. Um, 
and I'm going to play for you a small snippet of the early part of the video. Um, just so you can kind of hear what it was like in case you're not going to see it on the socials or anything like that. But I will put a quick warning out there. Um, this is going to be the sounds of a woman eating a pickle. So if the idea of someone chewing on hard food and making crunch sounds is going to gross you out, because I know there is a whole thing of people not liking the sounds of people eating or chewing. If it's going to gross you out, it's not going to take too long. Hopefully you can just uh, kind of put your earphones away for a second and then come back to it. It's not going to take too long. So it's not my whole episode by any means. So um, here's uh, the ASMR, the chew, chewing on a pickle. curious to know how many of you are actually grossed out by that. Admittedly, I was a little bit when I first saw it, um, but I think after I kind of started to figure out from other influences and things what ASMR was, and I guess what the general response is supposed to feel like, and I came back to it at some point, and I actually found myself getting a little bit of the tingle feeling, um, because I guess I understood it more so. The laughter aspect wasn't there, it was more just the appreciating the sounds for what they were, but chewing on things like pickles and a hard fruits and vegetables and stuff doesn't really do it for me for the most part. Um, I don't really get that tingle response for the, the general instance. It's very here and there when it comes to it. Um, now, the next kind of uh, ASMR um, vibe or um, thing that could kind of be constituted as ASMR that I like to talk about, uh, and it's actually in a category of unintentional ASMR because this content wasn't created for this purpose. It's kind of had a... a a resurgence at a later time because of ASMR. Um, but the late Bob Ross, um, I like to call him the late great Bob Ross, um, he was a presenter of a show on PBS in America called The Joy of Painting. Uh, and since his death, uh, he has received uh, quite the posthumous cult following, especially in the ASMR community. Uh, that being said, though, I have seen a lot of non-ASMR people uh, doing parodies, tributes, whatever it might be. Um, but those in the ASMR community who would affectionately call themselves ASMR artists, uh, they definitely, I've seen a lot of um, tribute videos, people even dressing up like the guy because he was this joyous man, looked like a tall guy as well, joyous tall man, looked like he lived in a little uh, cottage or a shack or something with this giant afro um, and they would all wear the, the Bob Ross style hair and all that kind of stuff. But uh, what makes his videos kind of ASMR-esque is... Um, he talks quite gently. Uh, I wouldn't say it's like quintessential ASMR talking, which you'll hear about in a moment, um, but it's also him painting and he's actually uh, painting on the paintbrush, uh, using the paintbrush to paint on the canvas and using like knives and blades and things to, you know, edge out fine lines and stuff. And those sounds as they touch the canvas give quite a heavy ASMR effect. Um, so like I said, I don't believe back in the day when these were filmed, that that, that was the intention. Uh, but it seems to have obviously been a, a kind of a sub effect of the, uh, for the ASMR people like myself who, you know, really get something from it. Um, I am going to play a bit of a, a snippet of this one. This one shouldn't be too traumatic for anyone, but uh, I'm going to play a quick snippet of this one just to kind of give you a quick idea of what he sounded like and uh, what, um, you know, what the, the painting kind of sounds like in, in terms of how it affects ASMR uh, receptive people. I believe you're really going to enjoy this one. This is really a nice way of just taking out your frustrations. 
you can do this till it's just smooth as velvet. It looks like silk. So hopefully um, anyone who does feel ASMR knows exactly what I mean by that. For those of you that don't know about it or don't really know if you get affected by it, who knows, maybe you might discover something today. Um, what I really also found very interesting, just a random fact, um, I did a bit of research on this guy probably a half a year, a year ago, um, when I started to really see a lot of his content on YouTube or whatever it might be, because people have uploaded a lot of the episodes. Um, and also, side note, Netflix now, at least in Australia, have now released a greatest hits of his uh, best episodes on Netflix. So you can actually watch The Joy of Painting. I think this is hilarious and great at the same time. Uh, but yeah, what I found really interesting about him was, and I might have gotten my facts wrong since the last time I did research on him, but from memory, he actually was in the military. So he was a soldier or whatever it might have been. And he was in a very violent, um, you know, career, whatever else, like I said, military, whatever it might have been. And following him leaving the, um, the military, whatever it was he was doing, he actually then wanted a completely different lifestyle. He wanted something that was much more chill, soothing, whatever it might be. And he took up painting. So he actually learned how to paint and he started learning the style that he paints in. Um, and it's such a far removal of what he was doing before. If I'm wrong on that, please correct me in the socials. This was just from my own memory because I didn't really think to fact check this as I start talking about it right now. This is so impromptu. Uh, but yeah, feel free to correct me um, and let me know if I got something amiss on that one. But that was kind of the history I remember reading about him. Now, following those two kind of examples, I guess the, the next question is what else constitutes ASMR? Like what else would give you the ASMR effect potentially? I'm not going to be able to give you an exhaustive list. I can't even say I know the full extent of every known trigger because it's just not possible. But what I can do is offer you some of the regular triggers that at least affect me or I know about or um, what would probably be found if you went into YouTube and typed in ASMR, what's likely going to come up in a lot of people's videos. Um, and I'm going to play some samples of a lot of the triggers as well, just so you get a general gist. None of them are going to be too traumatic. Uh, I think the pickle chewing is probably going to be the one that affects people the most. Um, but the first and second triggers, I'm going to combine them because they tend to be used quite a lot in the same videos and whether people do them as a round robin one after the other, or whether it's actually them talking and doing things at the same time, uh, I'll talk about them both together. So the first one I'll refer to is, uh, either whispering or soft spoken, uh, videos. So whispering, obviously people talking in a whisper tone soft speaking, people lowering the decibels and just talking in a really chill, gentle voice and just kind of like, um, you know, making it not so high energy and whatever it might be. Um, so that's kind of the first trigger that um, presents in a lot of videos and a lot of ASM artists will probably never speak in full voice. So I know there's a couple that I definitely follow and every video I've ever seen of theirs is in whispering or in some cases soft spoken. But I find whispering to be probably more common for my favorite ASM artists, the ones I've got subscribed to on YouTube. And the other one is object tapping. So you might find people holding up a wooden block or a glass or a jar or um, whatever it might be, and they'll use items that they know will get the most impact sound or the most um, benefit sound. Um, people will use things like acrylic nails to tap, um, chopsticks, things like that. Some people will even only wear acrylics purely for these episodes. So I've seen many a woman or a man uh, putting, uh, having acrylics on purely for the video. Um, 
So yeah, they're very, very common triggers. I'm going to play a snippet from GB ASMR. She's quite a famous uh, ASMR artist. I feel like she might have been in the game earlier than some of the others, uh, but she's definitely referred to in a lot of other people's videos as inspiration in terms of who they kind of um, were inspired by. She's done a lot of collaborations because a lot of ASMR artists that are famous tend to do uh, collabs and stuff like that. Um, so I'm going to play a clip from her where she happens to be whispering and tapping um, in the video. So um, it's only a small snip. I've just combined different elements of the same video and just put them into one little snippet. So this is GB ASMR. Hello, everybody. So as you can see, she uh, is talking in a whispering tone. She's tapping an object. Uh, and for me, those two triggers definitely uh, affect me. I definitely, like, I even got a little bit of it just playing it back. Um, the next trigger, um, and this one's, it's kind of, I'm going to go through the generic trigger versus all the individual components that kind of come out of it. So one of the, the more common triggers as well I've noticed is scratching. So whether that is um, people writing with a pen and, you can hear the sounds of the scratching of the pen ink or the pen tip on the paper. Um, people will potentially um, scratch their clothing or their skin, like their arms and stuff. And you can hear the, the, the sort of scratching sounds, whatever it might be. I don't know if you can hear me scratching right now. Um, some people will ruffle um, their hair. And also scalp scratching is quite a common one, um, which I wouldn't personally do because I would be worried that you'd see dead skin and stuff but um, no some people definitely do it and they'll do it in a way that's um they've probably got very healthy scalps when they do it um there's also a trend of people that have facial hair um or whether they've got you know arm hair or leg hair or whatever and you'll have people um scratching the stubble or the um the facial hair or the beards or whatever it might be um that's quite a common one for a lot of guys that do asmr um so i'm going to play for you um it's gentle whispering asmr and she showcases in this video um, the sound of her writing with different pen tips. So whether she's using a fountain pen, uh, um, a ballpoint, all those different things. So I've just kind of combined a few of the quick sounds in it. So you'll be able to hear what she does. So this is gentle whispering ASMR. What I really like about uh, Gentle Whispering ASMR is she's uh, Russian, um, so she does her videos in English for the most part because she's actually living in the US at the moment or has been for quite a few years. She's married and everything. Um, but she does um, she does do some of her videos. I don't know if everyone, but at least a handful of them I've seen, she'll do a Russian version as well. And I love listening to people speak in their native languages outside of English. Uh, so having her speak in Russian and doing these ASMR triggers really gives me that tingle shiver response. It's amazing. But her English ones are just as great because um, I like to hear her, um, her not broken English because she speaks it very well and she's got a great, uh, she's obviously been in America or spoken English for a very long time, but um, you can definitely hear the, the accent come out and you can definitely sometimes hear her in the way that she will pronounce a certain word and she'll even say, oh, I don't know if I've said that right. And I just love that. It's so endearing to me. 
But anyway, on to the next one. Now, this one kind of connects to the scalp element, um, but brushing of the hair is quite a common uh, trigger as well, whether it's people brushing their own hair or simulating the brushing of somebody else's hair. And I'll talk about the simulating in a different uh, trigger coming up, but um, it's definitely a common one I've seen a lot. Uh, and I'm not gonna play a snippet of this one because there's actually uh, some stuff I'll talk about in one of the later triggers anyway, so you'll kind of see what I mean. Now, the next one connects to our pickle chewer, um, ASMR the chew. Uh, a very, uh, another common subsection of this ASMR sort of area is the concept of eating on the videos. Um, so, um, eating videos are very popular, or at least quite popular. Um, and they're actually given the term mukbang or mukbang or however you say it. Uh, and it involves, generally speaking, the creator or the host um, eating food while they're interacting with the audience. So whether it's um, somebody just having a ramble and a talk while they're eating Subway or um, someone's eating a pizza and they're just, you know, talking or whatever it might be. A lot of people are going to find it gross, no doubt. To be honest, I don't love them all the time. It has to depend on what they're eating and what mood I'm in for the ASMR. Um, also depends on who's doing it because sometimes if they're one of my favorite ASMR artists, the actual act of the eating is actually something I'll enjoy as well. So, um, cause I've got quite a handful of them that I quite enjoy watching, but, um, the craze of eating and doing filmed videos and stuff like that, apparently popularized in South Korea back in 2010. Cause you know, of course it was South Korea that popularized it. Um, but yeah, you see some really interesting ones, um, more on the side of strange as well, which I'll talk about in a later segment. Uh, but yeah, it's, um, definitely not going to be a track I'll play for you. I'm not going to be playing for you eating cause, uh, I already did that with the pickle. Uh, but if you are interested in it, you look for, uh, mukbang or mukbang, um, M-U-K-B-A-N-G is probably the best way to write it in, uh, YouTube. You'll probably get the most hits with that. Um, uh, if you're curious to see what it's about and what things people are eating. Um, in fact, I'm just going to, for the sake of completeness, I'm going to just type in while I'm here at the computer, I'm going to type in mukbang. Oops, helps if I type it properly. And I'm going to just read out a couple of things. So, one of the first videos is $100 worth of Wendy's. So, someone's pigging out on Wendy's uh, American food chain. Um, purple food. Um, fried chicken, spaghetti. Meal ready to eat. McDonald's food chains. And there's a girl that does not look like she eats McDonald's. But hey, if she's doing it, I'm very impressed. The pickle chewer has come up in the list. <laughs> She's like the fifth or the sixth, oh, probably about the 10th video I can see on the list. Um, yeah, there's a lot of eating videos and you tend to see some of them are the same people and then you start to see some other random people. Now, you'll also see, um, you'll get a lot of people who aren't necessarily ASM artists, but you'll see them, they've got a YouTube following, they know that their fans are asking them for them to do an ASMR video at some point. So they might, as a way to appease them without having to go full bang, we'll do a mukbang. Um, <laughs> full bang for a mukbang. Um, sorry, I just make myself laugh sometimes and it's really embarrassing. But um, yeah, so they might do that as a means to appease their fans, but at the same time kind of not go full deep ASMR. Um, so I've seen people like James Charles who... Um, part of the, the makeup beauty world. Um, I know Jeffree Star also in that world um, has done it before. Um, in fact, with James as well. Um, Tanner, yeah, heaps of well-known um, YouTubers have done it as well. So it's not just a uh, ASMR thing anymore because people are trying to get on the bandwagon. Now that it's becoming more popular, 
Um, I think people are just like, hey, how can I kind of appease my fans or get more? Anyway, so that's the eating one. Now, the next one is also... I think a lot of people would find this on the stranger side, but I think it depends in the context if they're doing other stuff in the same video, whether it's purely a video devoted to this, but the concept of mouth sounds, and I'm not going to be demonstrating it and I'm not going to be playing snippets, but a lot of ASMR fans love any kind of videos that have mouth sounds or wet noises from the mouth. Um, I've seen kissing videos a lot as well, whether it's people just pretending to kiss somebody on the camera or um, just making the sounds for the sake of making the sounds. Um, so yeah, I've definitely decided to spare those of you that would find this strange, but you can totally find them just by typing in ASMR mouth sounds in YouTube. Um, I guess just to give more of an explanation as to what mouth sounds constitute. So some people will just do like almost like a beatboxing sound. Some people will just do like really random mouth sounds, whether it's blowing raspberries and things like that, because for whatever reason near a microphone, it comes out really well. Um, the wet noises, sometimes it is just like the sound of um, licking your lips or potentially because of the eating and stuff like that. But a lot of people also, also do videos where if they're makeup inclined, they might um, apply lip gloss or something and just like smack their lips together or smack their lips together, pucker their lips or whatever. So um, I've seen a lot of those random ones float around it now and then. And there's probably about two ASM artists that I've watch the videos of doing these sort of things because I like that artist and I'm curious to know what they do in those videos. Um, but yeah, there's definitely probably, which we'll talk about in the next segment, some that kind of cross the line into strange or weird for me personally. Um, no offense to those who enjoy it, but uh, yeah, I sometimes have my limits. And then the final one I'm going to talk about, uh, which is kind of a really broad topic, but the final one I want to talk about in this particular segment is the concept of a role play. Um, and there's a lot of ASM artists that will do role play storylines in their ASMR content. Uh, it's kind of connected to the hairbrushing in a way, and you'll know why I mean in a moment. Um, but one of the more common types, I guess, with the role plays is where the host of the video or the creator of the video plays some kind of a role and they're talking to you as the listener as if you're in front of them in the place that they're doing the role play. So um, some really obvious ones that I've seen quite a lot when you type in ASMR role play, for example, um, hairdressers, that's quite a common one. Uh, so you'll have um, them being the hairdresser, you're coming into the salon, they'll ask you, you know, hi, you want a haircut, you want a treatment, you want your hair washed, whatever it might be. Um, and they'll do things like, um, just to kind of amp up the quality level, because you'd be surprised, even though it's might, a lot of people might see it as a niche area, ASMR, a lot of these people spend a lot of money to get good equipment. Like you'll see some really high-tech microphones and sound systems and equipment and stuff like that. Um, so one of the um, things that I see with hairdresser ones is you'll have them with like a mannequin maybe in front of the camera or behind the camera and they'll have a wig that's kind of surrounding the camera um, and the microphone and you'll have them kind of pulling out this like grabbing the strands or sections of hair in front of the camera so it looks like you could be sitting in front of the um, the person getting your hair cut. So they'll either really cut the, the, the wig hair or they'll, um, you know, just pretend by moving the scissors as close to the hair strands and make chopping sounds with it. Um, you'll have them brushing and um, spraying the, the hair with water, uh, a whole bunch of things that they do for authenticity with these uh, videos. And it's quite impressive, the level of detail. Um, and sometimes those do actually work for me in a respect of um, getting the tingle feeling or the, um, the trigger feeling. Um, there's, you know, 
one particular um, ASM artist, um, and I've got to remind myself of his name. If I just type in ASMR roleplay, because it's going to come up with him quite a lot. Uh, yeah, Articulate Design ASMR. So if you're curious about the roleplay world in ASMR and you want to know what kind of storylines people are making up, um, he does a lot of them. I think that's probably his main bread and butter when it comes to uh, the the idea of a um, ASMR video. And he'll play all these different things, whether it's a first class cruise or whether it's a, a, a shop clerk a shop clerk in a game shop and he's trying to help you buy a console or something. He does all of these random role plays. And there's times where I loved it and there's times where I kind of find it's a bit, um, a bit gimmicky for me sometimes, but I do like them. They're, they're quite enjoyable sometimes. It just depends on what they're role playing. Um, yeah, some other ones just to give you some real context. I've seen... Um, People pretending to be therapists and counsellors, people pretending to be your best friend and they're offering you support through an anxiety attack, um, partners pampering their lover coming home from a long day, like just all these kind of things. And there's kind of um, one general gist that comes out of role plays and it's offering you personal attention or pampering. So again, salons, clinics, um, helping you shop, all those things kind of come around this, the idea of calming you down because you feel like you're being um, given personal attention. Um, so I'd say the ASMR world is probably full of a lot of introverts. Um, and I think I remember reading about ASMR earlier today when I was doing some extra research and they were saying how, um, I guess the numbers of people who are affected by it show lower levels of extroversion and that kind of stuff. So it would make sense that a lot of either withdrawn introverted people would find some benefit in interacting with someone like this rather than um, actually having somebody in front of you doing it. Um, now, in terms of um, the role play kind of idea, um, it's actually quite funny because I actually came to understand what ASMR was through a role play, actually. Um, and I will actually link the video to my socials as well. I'm not going to play it here, but my first, um, after the pickle lady, um, <laughs> I'm just going to keep calling her the pickle lady. I actually found a video that piqued my interest at the time. And it's kind of how it got me onto it. And again, might be seen as weird, but there's an actual, um, uh, ASM artist and she does a nice mix. She does, you know, just her talking to the camera and doing things. And she does role plays as well. Her tag on Facebook, oh, sorry, her YouTube handle is Peace and Serenity ASMR. And I'm going to tag this particular video in the socials because I just couldn't get over how funny she was in the respect of getting the storyline and stuff. She actually plays Meg Griffin from Family Guy working at a Sephora and giving you a makeover. It is, when you see it, when you hear it in that kind of explanation, it sounds like the strangest freaking video, but... I don't know what it was. I think it was just because I saw Meg Griffin and it was a role play and it was supposed to be like a real live action sort of thing. I was like, what's this? I watched it and I actually found myself getting tingles because it was like she was doing makeup to the camera and stuff. Um, and the funny thing I like about her is her commitment to the storyline. She actually obviously is a fan of Family Guy or she's done her research because she looks like her. Um, and second of all, she also... Um, uses the storylines from the show to tell the story about Meg and why she might be working at Sephora. So again, it was very fascinating to me. And then that's kind of where I got into the, into the uh, spiral of ASMR. I started seeing this video and then that video. And before you knew it, I was a um, fully fledged ASMR fan. So I'm going to link that one there. 
But what I actually do want to share with you is um, an ASMR artist named Mano ASMR. Uh, he's uh, pretty sure he's based in America because he tends to do the collabs with other Americans and his voice does sound American. Um, he's role-playing a cranial nerve exam. <laughs> so he's playing Dr. Mano. Um, and the funniest thing about ASMR, and for those that do know the genre or the, the subculture or whatever it might be, I find it hilarious to see just how many ASMR artists are <laughs> quote-unquote qualified to give medical exams, cranial nerve or otherwise. Um, so for those of you that are familiar with the craze of doing these sort of videos, but I'm going to play the snippet of him doing it. It's only going to be a small snippet, but um, just him kind of talking about giving you a cranial nerve exam. So yeah, this is Mano ASMR. Hello, how are you? Welcome to the Cranial Nerve Examination Relaxation Center. My name is Dr. Marno. I'll be performing your examination today. Okay, can you tell me your name? So for those of you unfamiliar with ASMR, if you thought that was weird, there's definitely a lot more on the um, on the topic that you could watch that would probably make you think it was a bit weirder. Um, and like I said, cranial nerves for some reason are a common exam that ASMR just likes to give. Um, I think it's because there's a lot of sensory stuff. So they're testing your vision, testing your scent, all that kind of, your, your smell and that kind of stuff. So I guess there's a reason why it kind of gets a lot of appeal, but yeah. There's plenty of those on there. Type in, challenge for you is to type in ASMR cranial nerve and you'll just see how many there are. In fact, I'm going to do it now while I'm just uh, playing around with this cranial nerve. <laughs> it's actually the second suggestion as I start to type in. Yeah, I can definitely count many, 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 many. And some of them do multiple of them as well. I've seen a few faces repeat a few times. But anyway, so like I said, if you thought that was a bit strange, listen to the next segment and I'm sure I could top that... Uh, that feeling. Thank you for following along this ASMR journey with me. Um, so we're at the kind of segment uh, that's got to do a little bit more with the weird side of ASMR. And I'm not going to give examples in terms of actual snippets. I'm just going to talk about the, uh, the kind of area. Um, but look, ASMR has definitely had its fair share of detractors over the years. And look, understandable too. I totally get it. It's not going to be for everyone. Uh, I personally was wary of it initially when I heard of it through the Pickle Lady and even to some degree that Meg Griffin video. But I think because I started to get the kind of um, ASMR tingle sensation during that video the first time, I had to watch it again to kind of be like, what is this sensation? And then I found out I better actually look up what ASMR means. And then that's how I kind of got more info. Um, so I'm going to post, like I said, that Meg Griffin one just to kind of show you what my original real interaction with it was. Um, but... With something like ASMR hitting YouTube and other social platforms by storm, people talking about it more, you're bound to start to see a deviation from what people would call kind of traditional ASMR into things that would be considered strange, weird, creepy, whatever it might be. And this is going to be no uh, judgment to those who record the content like what I'm about to talk about. This is not me uh, taking the piss and picking on people. This is just me citing what I find to be a bit bizarre. Um, and maybe some of you or most of you as well. Um, 
And it's been hard for the general community, those ones that are, would be considered the mainstreamers of ASMR. It's been hard for them to be able to distinguish themselves sometimes from the view that ASMR is a creepy or a sexual thing um, or a crude thing, because there are definitely going to be those who have created online content specifically aimed at that side. Um, so look, search at your own leisure if you want to find the stranger parts. Um, but admittedly, look, even I've had moments where I'll have a few videos in a row in the watch list um, that are my usual subscribe, um, subscribed uh, viewers, uh, pod, I was going to say podcasters, YouTubers. Um, and then as it's playing through the autoplay, and I'll keep letting it autoplay because I assume it's going to keep into the same people. And I might have either fallen asleep or woken up or whatever it might be. And I suddenly start hearing something. I'm thinking, wait, what is this? And I'll look at my phone or device that's playing it and I'll realize that I've kind of moved into that weird side of YouTube. And it'll be like some ASMR video I did not expect to see. Um, so some examples, and I've, there's going to be a, a decent list here, but some examples of things I've seen in The Stranger Elements, more just to point out to you just how wild and wacky the YouTube world can be if you weren't already aware. I've seen um, a lot of people who have got specific speakers or headsets or microphones or whatever where it's actually shaped like human ears. And I don't know if they were made specifically for ASMR or whatever they were, but they actually have like the speaker. And that's not the weird part because that it is what it is. And it's kind of cool because they do give a lot of great textured sound when people talk right up to the ears on the speakers. But I've seen people licking ears and biting their microphones and things like that. Like there's been a lot of that. And again, no judgment, but I wouldn't be doing it. Um, I've seen people using teeth brushing as an ASMR trigger. So someone's legitimately sitting there brushing their teeth on camera. I don't necessarily like watching people brush their teeth. Even if you've got the teeth of a dentist, I don't want to see it. Um, I've seen people performing certain crude, lewd and whatever acts on food, whether it's bananas, pickles or otherwise. Um, so that's been a bit strange uh, for me because I like to eat food as an enjoyment thing in more the hunger sense. But anyway... Um, and I've seen, there's one in particular, and I actually really love his videos normally. And this video, I did watch it for the humor factor. Didn't give me ASMR, but it was a jealous boyfriend role play where he <laughs> pretends that he has kidnapped you because he's jealous of you and he's taken off a blindfold and <laughs> he's talking through the whole machinations as to why he's kidnapped you and put you in a basement. It is far and wide one of the wackiest things and i think he created it with the knowledge that people would see it that way i don't think he made it seriously uh but it's the funniest thing because most of his other videos are actually pretty good um yeah it was pretty strange and i'm gonna just for the sake of again testing here while i'm talking i'm gonna type in jealous boyfriend and just see how many of there there actually seem to be there's jealous girlfriend and boyfriend okay <laughs> so it's not just the boys doing it uh <laughs> Yet there's definitely a handful of them. <laughs> I'm so surprised by this, but anyway. Um, or maybe I'm not surprised. I'm not sure. Anyway, and some of them, actually, these people have done multiples. The two people I'm looking at have done more than two or three. There you go. Um, I have seen a video of a woman who is eating things that are considered very strange, whether it's, you know, giant squid and um food that's a delicacy in some countries like cats and dogs and all these like and duck eggs and all these random things that you know in some cultures is absolutely normal to eat so i'm not picking at that but they're obviously doing it from the mindset of knowing their audience is going to watch this and think it's strange so there's a lot of that as well um so you'll find a lot of that sort of stuff online as well so um and like i said there's definitely a subsection that's gone more to the sexual element um 
you know, people moaning and people doing all this other stuff. And I'm not going to go into full descriptions here because I'm trying to keep this podcast as clean as I can. But there's a lot of that as well. And I've seen some examples of um, YouTubers, whether it's because... And there has been, um, I guess with YouTube, and this is not necessarily the weird side of ASMR, but um, YouTube, I think in the past has had a lot of... Um, a lot of the YouTubers have had issues with YouTube because uh, YouTube has taken to demonetize, which if you don't know what that means, it's... Um, a lot of these YouTubers make income off recording and uploading YouTube, having ads attached to them, sponsored posts, all these random things that they'll do. And obviously the amount of clicks and hits and stuff they get. So they'll do what's called monetization and podcasts do it as well. Um, hopefully one day I can do that as well, get you know money for clicks and views and whatever, but let's not worry about that now. Um, and YouTube will uh, only monetize things that are of a certain standard, um, they can't be, you know, uh, rude, crude, pornographic, whatever it might be. They have a general list of standards and morals that they will stick to. So if they see your video and review it and realize that you've got monetization, but you're actually doing something they don't want you to in the video, they won't ban the video always, but they will demonetize it. And a lot of YouTubers have started complaining in recent, like last year or two, have been complaining a lot about how their videos are getting demonetized or whatever it might be, or maybe the value of the monetization is not as high. So a lot of them have taken to other avenues to increase the revenue that they're getting from because a lot of these people, this is their main income source or it's a heavy income source compared to what they do normally. Um, a lot of them have quit their lives to do this. So they've relied on it a lot. So luckily the more famous ones can get money in other ways. They will start Patreon accounts where um, they'll have subscription tiers. You know, you pay a dollar a month and you'll get access to extra commentary on my videos pay an extra $5 a month and you'll get exclusive videos only on Patreon. Pay $10 a month and you'll get merchandise access. Pay $100 and you'll be able to meet me at some random streamer con or whatever it might be. All these random things that they'll do. And I've kind of seen the weirder side of ASMR kind of come out with those sort of things because you'll get some of them that will kind of use their more PG videos to then link to their Patreons, which will then offer some things that you wouldn't have expected them to offer. And one of them I've definitely noticed, and I don't tend to watch his content anymore because he's gotten a bit out of my comfort zone with the videos, but he started out really innocent, like, you know, role plays and tapping and all the other stuff that they do. And then he started going into boyfriend um, videos where he would be moaning on a bed and doing all these things. And then suddenly more and more videos started to be shirtless. And I'm thinking, okay, this is a bit strange. You do look quite young for, I mean, he was overage, but you look a bit too young to be doing these videos on YouTube. Then it would go to the next stage. And then there's a video where <laughs> I still laugh to this day because I wasn't expecting it. But there was a video that popped up and I was like, what is this? And it's a picture of him lying on a bed, the thumbnail. And he's got a giant blur circle around, you know, his nether regions. And he's actually in the video talking to the, the audience and he's suggesting certain actions again not being um completely uh x-rated or anything but he's saying some very suggestive things and he's telling people to go to his only fans account now <laughs> if anybody knows what only fans is i'm not going to go into the full description here but it's basically a site where a lot of personalities in the media or like social media youtube whatever might use it for unsavory content for you to be able to subscribe to and get access to videos and photos so this guy has decided maybe times are tough, and this is before COVID as well, maybe times are tough, maybe YouTube's not getting him as much money as he'd like, so I'm going to stick to Patreon and OnlyFans 
but he'll use the YouTube video as a teaser to the element. So he'll be like, hey, if you want to see it beyond the blur, click on this link and subscribe to my OnlyFans. And I'm just like, oh God. And so it makes me wonder if it's because times are tough or if he legitimately is just bored with life and wants wants something more of a kick. So that's kind of like, that's kind of where I would kind of sideline the weird side of ASMR. Um, I've also seen some ones where somebody dresses up like a horror character wearing a mask of some sort with a knife and he's scratching his skin with the knife and stuff. And yeah, it, it really depends on what your tastes are. But again, not to knock any of these people, you know, they're obviously probably making a lot of money from doing this. So power to them. Um, I should be so lucky. But um, yeah, if you're curious, uh, send out in the DMs, let me know all the socials and I can probably link you to some of these people because um, I'm not going to name them by name. I'd rather not um, sound like I'm picking at them and making fun of them because I'm not. Uh, but yeah, either way. So uh, yeah, in terms of um, this uh, podcast episode, hopefully um, that deep dive was um, informative and enlightening for those who had no idea what this was about. Um if anything, for those of you that didn't know what ASMR was and you're open-minded to it, hopefully, if anything, this might open the door for you. Hopefully, uh, you know, you might go and watch a couple of videos and go, hey, I'm actually getting this tingle response. Um, and I was having this conversation with my friend Mel earlier today. Um, shout out to you, Mel. Lots of love. Um, I was having this conversation and I was being asked just really briefly without the episode because she's keen to hear what happens on the episode. But um, she said to me... Um, what, what is it? Like, what, what gives you ASMR or whatever? And I said to her, look, it comes in different forms. And it's funny how I, now that I know what it is and I've been experiencing it for about two years knowingly, it's funny how I can go back in my past and actually realize a lot of those times I was actually experiencing it and not knowing what it was. So um, I guess my closing point on a trigger as well is... Um, I will watch somebody do a focused task, whether it's, um, and Mel shares this sentiment as well, when it comes to watching people cook. If you're watching someone do a focused task, they don't necessarily have to be talking. They can be quiet, just concentrating. They could be drawing or painting. So like if I was in school and one of my friends was drawing something on a piece of paper and I'm just sitting there absentmindedly watching them, I would get that tingle response. Um, so yeah, it's all that kind of stuff, you know. Uh, it's just people being creative and doing things sometimes get me that. And that's where I think the um, Bob Ross thing kind of comes into it as well. Um, so if um, you do experience ASMR response to triggers, let me know in the social medias. And I keep referring to the social medias, but I'm really keen to get some interaction and um, comments from you guys. I really want to hear what you're saying. Um, let me know of your experiences. What gives you the ASMR tingles? Do you, you know, have specific uh, people that you subscribe to? Was it some of the people I mentioned or is there new stuff that you can suggest to me? Because I'd love to know if there's any else, um, anybody else I don't know about. Um, and also, if you've discovered a new uh, connection to ASMR, tell me that as well. I'd love to know if I've somehow gotten you onto it. Um, yeah, I'm really keen to hear your stories. But a final thank you to everyone for listening to this episode. Um, please uh, follow or like the podcast. Uh, also, I haven't really mentioned this before, but... If you're using um, Apple Podcasts um, or Apple iTunes or whatever it is that's using your podcasts, if you wouldn't mind giving a rating if you like the um, the episodes, uh, send us a rating, uh, you know, whatever score you want to give, be 100% honest, um, put some comments in there. Uh, help us, um, I guess, drum up the uh, the interest in this because uh, it's definitely something I would like to see grow um, and obviously only at your um, if you feel like you want to. Uh, but yeah, follow the, um, the social media um, accounts, um, the Facebook one and the Instagram both being... Um, um, shenanigans podcast as the handle um, shenanigans underscore au as the twitter handle 
and uh, send me an email, shenaniganspodcast at gmail.com. Or as I've mentioned a few times now, um, you can go onto the Anchor site, anchor.fm slash shenanigans slash message. Uh, and you can actually send me a voice message. So you can actually send me some content that I might be able to put onto an episode. So uh, thank you so much again for listening. Thank you for your support. It's just so much love to everybody who's getting involved. Uh, but until next time, this is Shane signing out. Thank you for listening to the Shenanigans Podcast. Your support is greatly appreciated. For more information or to get in touch, please use any of the social media handles attached to this podcast. This is Shane signing out.